sort of ambivalent view of myself as um, as an artist or as a filmmaker. I mean, somebody once, when I was first starting in films in New York, says, if you want something on your gravestone in, your, in the film business, I think the best thing is filmmaker. If you can honestly say that, that's all you need to say. And that's, uh, that I think what I would like that on my gravestone, along with whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Um, Beyond that, I, I don't think it's possible to, or, or advisable, or even smart to call yourself an artist or talk about yourself as an artist. I mean, uh, first of all, the, 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 it's a business, and uh, to forget that or ignore it or act like it's not there is is just idiotic. Um, and secondly, it's 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 very difficult to know what will later be judged as art. I guess what I've tried to do is I've tried to make movies where I can honestly say I haven't seen that before and to follow um, my deepest intuitions and uh, in some cases literally my dreams um, so that I don't feel like I'm copying something that's come before me and uh, to try to do things that... uh, you know, speak to sort of the the areas outside the fences. You know, the, where the wild animals are are still. Because I, it seems to me that the things that move us historically, both personally and nationally, are those things. Those things that aren't on the grid of rationality. It, it's funny, you know, having traveled now in a lot of third world countries, and I just came back from Africa. It's like you see that. Every civilization has its own grid of what it thinks reality is and what uh, is proper behavior and uh, what is civilized. And usually what happens is that sooner or later that grid is shattered and, uh, you know, something like World War II happens or you wipe out the Native American population or, you know, Spain invades South America and decimates virtually every living creature there and takes over. Yeah, you know, and then suddenly it's the grid is back, and we're civilized, and we're religious, and we're this and that. But um, there seems to be a deeper grid that I've tried to find, and that is how how the engine of life really works. And I think it it works a lot off of violence, like it or not, and it works off a lot off of um, things that are not rational and very difficult to perceive and in some ways can only be sort of a dumbrated, a, a sort of sketched and shadow played in, in films and in uh, horror films. And it's not something I'm terribly happy about. I wish I wish the world did run so there weren't uh, Bosnias and there weren't uh, Rondas and there weren't uh, Selmas. And, but it, that seems to be the way it goes about its business at significant times. And... Uh, 
try to capture that in symbols on film and uh, to sometimes succeed, I think, is, uh, is very exciting and gratifying. Beyond that, I have no idea whether anything I've done is of any significance or not. You know, it's like, uh, it's like the end of Casablanca in a way. You know, we, probably most of what we do doesn't amount to a hill of beans. Um, but it's been fun. It's been fun to be in the, uh, in the business and to survive. It's been fun to sit in the back of audiences and watch them scream and jump and laugh. Um, it's always gratifying to see how smart the audiences are. Because quite often my audiences are the outcasts, you know, the kids with the long hair and and blacks and Hispanics and uh, people that society thinks, you know, uh, discounts. And they're quite often the, the absolute quickest to grasp what I'm doing, much faster than the civilized critics and people that supposedly are supposed to have heads on their shoulders. So that's a good that's a good sign for civilization. I think ultimately the great civilization, which is whatever will allow us to survive is that, uh, you know, in the streets, in the uh, theaters of the most popular movies are very, very smart people, um, smart kids. And uh, that's encouraging. Well, once again... We've done it again. <laughs> we had nothing to do with this. Um, obviously, everyone already knows about this. Um this podcast is a little late to the party. <laughs> um, another giant has fallen uh, in the genre, yeah. in the industry. Um, the great Wes Craven, who I believe was our last director spotlight. I believe so, yeah. Maybe we Maybe. did have something to do with this. Um, awesome, awesome interview. Any any interview I've ever seen with Wes Craven is fantastic. And... Um, I chose that one because he kind of uh, summed up what he thought it was to be a filmmaker, and and I love the fact that at, at legendary status as an artist in his career, he very um, honestly was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm an artist. Yeah, I appreciate that about, right. about my heroes. Very anti Kanye, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we can say bummer, but that doesn't cover it yeah. at all. Um, much older than I thought he was. Yeah, he looked good for his age. Looked very good. Um, and then there's John Carpenter. Who's younger, who's like a decade <laughs> younger than Wes Craven was. And looks, I've said it before, John Carpenter looks like the Nazi at the end of Last Crusade who chose poorly halfway through his transformation. <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, thank thank you, Wes Craven. Um you certainly made an impact on anyone uh who was a monster kid in our generation. Yeah. And beyond. Um you know, like I think we covered in the director spotlight, uh not everything quite hit the mark, but sure. everything definitely had um uh the heart behind it yeah you know I, I don't feel like Wes Craven ever made anything that he didn't believe in sure I don't, I don't, that's I, fair I, I can't think of anything that was like just a paycheck right yeah you no know? I don't think so um I'm excited to go back and watch Serpent and the Rainbow when uh Scream Factory eventually releases it <laughs> um 
Did you did you watch a, a Wes Craven movie in, in tribute? I actually didn't. You heard? No. no. You're terrible. I am. You're like the worst. The worst. Yeah, I watched that Sunday night. I was at work and I heard about it. And I watched, uh, when I got home, I watched Swamp Thing. <laughs> and then I watched The People Under the Stairs and then watched New Nightmare. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good that's span a there. Weird triple feature, yeah. but... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what else we can say about Wes Craven that hasn't already been said in the weeks <laughs> following his death. Um, it hasn't been long between podcasts for the listeners, but it's been like a month yeah, uh, since we were last down here in the studio. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's just really sad, man. Wes yeah. Craven was a giant. You know, he's... Like Mount Rushmore level right. horror icon. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely one of those ones where, like, even if you've never ever watched a horror movie in your life, you know who Wes Craven right. is. Yeah. Um. So, um, if there is an afterlife, maybe him and Christopher Lee are kicked back. Oh, yeah. Shooting For sure. Shit. Yeah. Having the most intelligent conversation <laughs> ever. Right. Um,. Vincent Price is probably there, too, just for yeah. the hell of it. <laughs> He's cooking for them. Right. Um, yeah, I'm trying. It's odd. It's not odd, but it's just I feel like we probably said everything in, in the director spotlight. Like, of course, Wes Craven was a huge deal yeah. to us. Um, whether we pinpoint him outright as, like, a, you know, like, my favorite director, you know. Right. As a horror fan, you can't avoid Wes Craven territory, like going even as far back to um, Last House on the Left. Well, I feel like he's one of those where whenever there's a so-called like horror resurgence, mm-hmm. he's been involved. Yeah, you definitely. Know, like Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. uh, Scream. Like there wasn't really that much. Shocker. <laughs> right. Yes. Um I love Shocker. Yeah, I feel like there wasn't that much of a mainstream horror presence I, I until like the first Scream came out. Yeah, I don't. I don't it. think that Wes Craven was ever intentionally mainstream. I think what he would pioneer mm-hmm. became mainstream, right? <clears throat> which is uh, impossible to do, right. <laughs> you know, unless you are pure of heart. You know, I don't. It's. <laughs> It's odd, you know. I think everything. I think everything that he, you know, made for the genre was outsider art, <clears throat> but yeah. much of it became embraced by the studio system and became like the next decade of horror, like you were right. saying with Scream and and with Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. definitely. Um, and that's hard to do. I mean, I would say Carpenter did it with Halloween, sure, but I think a lot of our heroes and icons. Can't, and certainly didn't do it twice. Right. Um, you know, Romero did it, I think, with Night of the Living Dead. Right. But to revisit decades after you've already made a breakthrough in um, in your genre, then to do it again on arguably an even higher, more important level. Sure. With Scream <clears throat> is unheard of. Yeah. Um, but I think we can do it. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess now is as good a time as any to announce that uh, to look out at the end of the year for a rest in peace special episode. Um, unfortunately, this has been a really, really uh, heavy year for horror film losses. Yeah, and uh, I think I think even if it were a light year, uh, Ben brought this up to me when I told him about it. He said, "You know, you should do that every year. Like, plan on doing that <clears throat> every December." Sure. Uh, as more of a celebration, you know, not make it a depressing <laughs> listen. Right. Um, but a celebration of, of those that we lost and what they contributed. Yeah. And I think that's a great idea. Uh, and this year is, is a pretty heavy one, and we still have like three months to go. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Hopefully uh, hopefully all, all will remain quiet the rest of the year. I mean, the list I have now is like 18, 19 losses that we've had jesus christ uh several of them we we didn't even mention on the podcast yeah uh are definitely um due their proper respect so at the end of the year we're going to do that for for everyone Mm. uh to to thank those that have come before uh also the we belong dead halloween spook fuckular (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know if i want to I don't know if I want to announce what it's going to be yet or if we want to keep it. We actually have something planned yeah, uh, for Halloween that is going to be hopefully a lot of fun. Uh, I kind of want to tease it, though, and maybe maybe do like a full announcement in a couple episodes. Sure. Um, like midway through October. But, yeah, that Friday before Halloween, the 30th, um, prepare. <laughs> Cut out like three to four hours of your listening time, at least, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it'll be fun. Though it'll be a good time, and uh, we're bringing a, another podcast that we uh, that we have here on Dispatches from the Weird into the the fold. So it's going to be kind of a joint um, Halloween special. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're actually we can just come out and say it. We're going to watch the uh, whole <clears throat> Halloween franchise. <laughs> yes. Um, release it as one episode starting well <laughs> not the whole but like starting from h2o forward oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hate halloween h2o i hate it so much oh my god do i hate halloween h2o uh, i think i wrote an article about it if you could check our website right. you could read it yeah yeah about that yeah i dropped the ball on that i gotta renew it i look I am a stoner who spends way too much money on shit that he doesn't need. Right. And is very forgetful. But GoDaddy.com, like, I I didn't realize that that I had, like, a three-year lease. Yeah. I thought it was year to year. Yeah. And that they'd just been renewing it. Not the case. No. But WeirdoChurch.com will be back up eventually, I promise. (laughs) When I get a little extra scratch, maybe we should start a Patreon page. There you go. I've heard that's worked for some podcasts. We have a new review. Oh, yeah? Yeah, our pal uh, Robbie. Good old reliable Robbie. Uh, greatest fan ever. Yeah. Robbie. Um, shit, I got to get to it. I um, I read this on Dispatches last night. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I... Uh, I feel like with Stephen here, uh, there's a new Dispatches from the Weird, by the way, featuring uh, Stephen, our friend Stephen, who um, I think his own, he's I think he was on two episodes of Dispatches before. One was like a lost episode, mm. 
that's probably for the best. But um, he's a big horror fan. Yeah. And uh, I kept feeling like uh, between the two of us, we were like accidentally turning dispatches into We Belong Dead. <laughs> nice. And I couldn't tell if it was annoying Ben or not. But, right. Um, anyway. Uh, five-star review. <laughs> Just for, <laughs> to let, you, let everybody know. Five-star reviews on um, dispatches from the weird on iTunes. Just in your review, specify that it's for We Belong Dead. If yeah. that's what it's for. Right, right. Uh, we have two reviews. The first one was <laughs> two reviews that are almost to the day five years apart. <laughs> uh, Walt left us a review September 29th, 2010. And uh, Robbie left one on September 24th, 2015. Nice. Uh, Evil Fun. I'm not a horror genius like the two hosts of this show. Nice. I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, Off to a good start, though. Yeah, no, yeah. I, mean, I appreciate it. Uh, I just think I think it's easy to mistake opinionated asshole for genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line. That's how dictators get into power, <laughs> right? Um, but horror films were part of my childhood, and so was trick or treating. Lono and Ian, to a lesser extent, know their horror. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, their- we all know the truth, Robbie. <laughs> No, they're horror. You've watched what two Vincent Price movies now? Have you watched Fully Clips yet? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think anyone will fault me for that. Uh, Lono and Ian know their horror book of the dead from A to Z. I'm always impressed with the films they discuss in each show. Recently, they both recorded a live show that scares the care, and it was a hit. They interviewed David Naughton, star of American Werewolf in London. If horror movies played any kind of role in your life, listen to the latest episode of We Belong Dead, and you won't be disappointed. Uh, thank you very much, Robbie. That's uh, awesome. And I hear iTunes reviews actually matter. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like in some algorithm way where oh. like you get more exposure or whatever. So I don't know how it works, but I've been told and heard on other podcasts that we need to plead for reviews and five stars and all that shit. So please... If you enjoy it, take five minutes and, and head to, to iTunes and, and write a review. you got to use those hashtags. <laughs> Plus, as far as I know, iTunes is the only place you can listen to us right now until the site is back up. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, he mentioned Scares the Care. Uh, we mention it at the top of every podcast. Uh, support them. Absolutely. Um, I have 11... Uh, canvases of various size and shape in the other room that I have uh, prepped with a base coat of different colors. Mm-hmm. I um, have a bunch of clippings from authentic 1950s horror magazines. I am going to put together some sort of quote-unquote art on these 11 canvases, <laughs> and I am going to put them on Instagram for sale. The proceeds are going to go to Scares That Care. Very cool. So keep an eye out for those on Instagram as well. And on Instagram, I'm Lono Mojo, I believe, if you're not already following yes. me. Um, so watch for that in the coming weeks. Uh, and the Scarce That Care Weekend Convention is next year. Uh, go to it. Absolutely. Come yeah. and see us. It's, it's a really good time. I think there may still be. I haven't read a uh, an update recently, but I think there may still be some hotel rooms left. I think there are a few, yeah. yeah. But they're going really quick there's sparse uh sparse um accommodation yeah uh but there is a comfort inn right down the street with a really nice uh, carpeting 
about that. And really uh, damp mattresses. Right. And really damp everything else, actually. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So Scares the Care, Joe Ripple. Go on Facebook and support them. Um, they're a, a damn good cause. And if you're a horror fan and don't have a charity, which is likely, right. uh, well, you found your charity because these guys genuinely love horror and they genuinely do um, help and change Look, lives. Stop, stop giving your money to March of Dimes. <laughs> Is that still a thing? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Easter Seals, um, <laughs> so forth and so on. Uh, also, Harley Poe, we pimp, pimp them out every yeah. episode because they're awesome. It is October, which means at some point this month, uh, God willing, we will have our third annual interview with Joe Whiteford for Dispatches from the Weird. Oh, nice. On Conversations with the Weird. I've, I've been in contact with Joe, and he is uh, DTF, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that's always a good time. He's always got a lot of uh, a lot of things cooking, so um, yeah. be sure to check that out. Uh, also in Harley Poe News, uh, Horror Hound Records, uh, which is the label that they're on, along with like three or four other bands have uh, decided to release a Halloween EP. Okay. That I think is called like uh, Halloween party, something like that. Horror party. Right. It's a very generic title, but whatever, uh, where they asked four bands on their label to re-record famous songs from horror films. Oh, cool. To press onto a vinyl. And release on CD, and I'm guessing probably iTunes as well. Uh, very uh, pleased and um, humbled, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, and happy to hear uh, from Joe that Harley Poe has decided to just use the science fiction double feature recording that they did for Dispatches from the Weird. Right. So that'll be available on a record soon, which is very cool. pretty awesome. Yeah. And it's an awesome cover it really is it's like the <laughs> fucking best um so as always support harley poe go to facebook and support them and go buy all their stuff go to horrorhoundrecords.com seven inches of hell and all that stuff if you're in the indiana area they fucking play all the time yeah uh so go see them tell us if they were any good right pretty sure they were all right that's all the top of the block stuff what else we got going you watched a a second vincent price movie i did so proud of you yeah it was all right (laughs) no no it was very good um go ahead no i just i don't like the i don't like the ending of this of that movie right i want it to be a haunted house oh absolutely (laughs) that's my main problem yeah the original house on haunted hill by the great william castle yeah Um, that was uh very surprising yeah yeah and I was telling you just last week I rewatched the remake, yeah, which remains one of my favorite uh, like modern horror films. Yeah, it's so fun. I can put it in any time. Even Chris Kattan is great <laughs> in that movie. Let alone Jeffrey Rush, who's fucking oh, phenomenal. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, what did you think of it then? Oh, it was, it was great. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love the. Uh, the part where, you know, you realize that the skeleton is just this massive marionette and he comes out with this huge, like, fucking spindle contraption that, like, he's <laughs> yes. pulling strings that clearly are not controlling the skeleton <laughs> at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was really good. Um, I, uh, the old witch lady is pretty fucking scary. Fucking creepy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember, <laughs> right. Wheeled over there. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, whew. 
I actually didn't see that coming. That was that was a genuine holy shit. Um, but uh, but no, it, it was great. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, William Castle is a hero of mine as far as directors go. Yeah, that guy's so awesome. Um, I think it's called Life Is But a Scream. No, Spine Tingler. Uh, is a documentary out about him yeah. and his films, and it's fan fucking tastic. Hmm. Um, yeah, I love the. Uh, I think my favorite part of that movie is the back and forth between Price and his wife oh, in absolutely. the bedroom. Yeah, remember that time you tried to poison me? You know the, all that stuff. <laughs> right. Something you ate. The doctor said. <laughs> yes. Arsenic with a side of this. <laughs> it was so fucking good. Um, well, I'm glad that you have another Vincent Price film under your belt. Yeah, and you did a nice. Uh, because, you know, Fives is 70s. Right. And uh, House on Hunt Hill is 50s, early 60s maybe? I think it's early 60s, yeah. Well, let's see. 58. Oh, there you go. Um, so it's a nice span. Now you can just fill in the gaps. Right, there. right. Uh, I'll get there. Yeah. I uh, I watched the Poltergeist remake. You did? And I kind of ranted about it a bit on Facebook. Yeah. And I got m- way more uh, support than bashing. <laughs> I expected a lot of people to hate me and disown me from the horror community. Right. I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. But as I pointed out in that in that review, is just stop fucking hating remakes. Looking at you, Joe Ripple. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at <laughs> like it's a real problem within our. It, it really is within our community. Like, and, and I, I used to be the you, same way. I think you summarized it well too, though. That, you know, if, if it sucks, then it just, if nothing else, elevates the original. Right. And if it if it's great, then it's a nice companion piece. And, right. You know, yeah, it's... Yeah. And, and either way, no matter what, the original is there and still fantastic, you know? Like, I just, I don't get it. I don't... The only way that I understand the hatred of remakes is people saying, well, all they do is remakes in Hollywood now. They're not giving any chances to original horror sure i agree it's a valid complaint but we're not going to change that right <laughs> we we just need to give up <laughs> we're not going to change that we need to give up embrace the idea of the remake whether it's good or bad and then just support indie horror and you know and when we get the original stuff we get the babadook so you know <laughs> there's that or we get it follows right <laughs> <laughs> which is my preferred uh anyway i hated the fucking babadook so much um, I liked it. I mean, you, yeah. you're going to like it because you love Sam Rockwell. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch. I, look, I will rewatch <laughs> Charlie's Angels at, <laughs> within the next five years because of Sam Rockwell and well, and Bill Murray. But yeah, and uh, Crispin Glover. That's true. Um, no, it was really good. They they, you know stayed as true to the original as they should have mm-hmm. while, while making it modern. Sure. And um, everything I said in the review, you can see it on Facebook. Jared Harris is fantastic as the as saying the role of, um, oh, why can't I remember, Zelda Rubenstein? I believe so, yeah. Uh, this house is clean. And they, did a, they managed to work that line in pretty well. They did a, a lot with that character, the same the, uh, thing that they did with... Um, Peter Vincent in the Fright Night remake, right? Where they kind of updated the character, right? I uh, I thought that was a ballsy move, by the way. That instead of choosing another, you know, small, strange old lady, they just went the complete opposite direction. Yeah. And 
but um, it seems to have worked. Yeah, and I think I think if they had tried to just recast it with the same type of actress, it would have been a little too on the nose, right? Um, which is a lot of what I like about remakes like Halloween and stuff like that, mm-hmm. where they actually change the mythology, right? Much to the chagrin of a lot of fans, yeah, but the, the, much the, to the credit of the actual film, right? Like the groundwork, the foundation is there, yeah. But you know, if you're, I mean, say what you will about Sam Rockwell, he's no Craig T. Nelson. I don't know about all that. He's not Hayden Fox. She's <laughs> uh. no, but it was good. The effects were fantastic. There were some genuine jump scare moments, some genuine creepy moments. Um, I thought the family was highly believable. I actually cared about them. Okay, because um, the family is in a position at the beginning of the film. You find out. Um, where I can't speak for everyone, but my family had mm. been there in the past where it's like the end of the rope and you're like, we don't know what we're going to do. Right. And they played that very well, I thought. And Sam Rockwell played the the father who's trying to make everything better by, right. by being funny and goofy and, right. you know, hiding all of his pain. Uh, really good. I, I I liked it. Fuck fuck everybody. Let's just hope that the... I, watched, uh, I did watch the extended cut. I don't know if how that much may have made a difference, but typically possible. it doesn't make a lot of a difference. Yeah. Um, let's just hope that the, uh, poltergeist, uh, curse doesn't, uh, follow this movie as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the little girl they got for Carol Ann, <clears throat> who's, they changed the name. It's Madison, which is a little creepy because that's my niece's name and she's around the same age as the the girl. Oh, nice. But I thought she was good. I, 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 look, 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 let's get fucking serious. All right. It was good. Guys, Sam Rockwell's in this movie. I actually, um, and we do offhanded talk about these specials sometimes. The uh, the rest in peace special is definite. That's going to happen. Sure. We did record months ago a uh, childhood horror special. Right. That we, uh, at some point, when we don't have an episode to release, we'll throw out. <coughs> but I would love to do a remakes episode. Sure. Where we talk about good and bad remakes. And maybe get two guests, one that's pro and one that's anti remake and try to see if they can change each other's minds. I mean I thought the fog remake was great. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um I hated the fog remake. But Dude, you know Superman what, is in that movie. You I know what know made the fog remake better? What's that? The fact that after I watched it I could go watch the original. And realize how fucking great it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hate people. <laughs> Doing something a little different this week with the recast. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do it. <laughs> I came up with a brilliant idea weeks ago uh, to do, and, and we're, we're going to throw these in every now and then. Uh, it's what we call the decast, where we take a more modern film and recast it with deceased actors. Yeah. Um, this week's is going to be Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian did it. <laughs> and I will try and fill in the blanks as we go. <laughs> I mean, really, this is just a throwback to the first, like, 12 episodes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Look, guys, you're lucky that I'm even here recording this. When Ian got here, I was asleep. <laughs> I was here for, like, 10 minutes, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I had to, you know, creep to his bed- bedroom and poke him with a stick a few times. Stick. Sure. Right. Uh, the penis is implied, Richie. <laughs> okay, we don't need to spell it out. Um. So, uh, oh, I am haven't had any medicine. Right. Um, thank you for the Arnold Palmer, as always. Uh, of course. I appreciate that. 
Uh, we're going to play another round of... Um, what Do we have a name for the hat game? Nope. Uh, we did it in the We've last done it episode. Once. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, we may have come up with a name, but it's we, been so fucking long since we recorded, I'm not sure. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, we've written down, each of us, a bunch of horror movie titles and a few fake horror movie titles. Yeah. We've thrown those into a hat, and then we're going to pull them out, and you have to do your best, even if you've never seen or heard of the movie, to... Um, describe what the movie is about right it was a lot of fun last time it really was yeah for us hopefully it was for you so we're gonna do that again uh i've got the granddaddy of uh summer horror trailers to end the summer with we are officially now into fall but uh since we missed a few episodes we're gonna wrap it up with this one got a couple of songs yeah oh director spotlight yeah who are we doing this week i don't know if that picked up on the mic or not god i hope so I did have Taco Bell earlier. Um, who are we going to do? Well, well, let me think about it. Well, while, while you're figuring that out, there is one movie, because I have watched quite a That's few That's what I was going to say. You said that you'd movies. watched a few horror flicks. Um, yeah. One that I watched today, which uh, was fucking great. I finally got around to watching uh, Eaten Alive. Oh, yeah. That's Holy wonderful. shit, that movie is batshit insane. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, my God. Hey. His name is Buck. He's there to fuck. He's there to fuck. That's right. This is the best Everybody way. Everybody <laughs> thought that was from fucking uh, Kill Bill. Uh, nope. nope. Uh, um, but yeah, no, it was... Uh, Straight up King Toby. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely... You could tell the guy who directed uh, Chainsaw <laughs> directed this movie. Um, I think it's a nice blending of Texas Chainsaw and Texas Chainsaw too, because there is that weird, campy, right, outwardly bizarre humor, yeah, and like uh, almost glossy, cartoony atmosphere mixed with like genuine fear, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> horror, yeah, and and I felt the way that I sometimes, well, a lot of times, feel whenever there's a child actor. In the movie, mm. like I really want that kid to die because she yeah. annoyed the piss out of me. Um, this is fucking eater already. Um, all in all, really, really good. Uh, I like that we don't get a lot of background, right, on uh, good old Judd. Um, but uh, well, you know, it's not a not an alligator; it's a crocodile. Yeah, straight from Africa. Judd, uh, played by the great something, who <laughs> yeah. was also in um, <laughs> something else. Your favorite alien movie, Space Invaders. No, no, you borrowed it from me. Scream Factory. Holy put shit! It up. Yeah, um, from Beyond. No, shit. Oh, get, Fuck. Uh, this is a goddamn horror podcast, guys. Come on, we should know this. I should know the. I know David Caruso's whole filmography. Why can't I think of this one? <laughs> ah, fuck me. Without warning. Thank you. <laughs> um, something, something, generic, Martian, something, something. <clears throat> Great movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's in that as well. And I love uh, Neville Brand. Right is the actor's name, and apparently he he was batshit. Really? Yeah. Uh, if you watch some of the features on that Dark Sky release of Eaten Alive, 
<clears throat> I think there's like a really good interview with Toby where he talks about like <laughs> being kind of fearful for the crew. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, guys, when he was groping that hooker, <laughs> that wasn't acting. Yeah, probably. Uh, I was really happy last night. Um, as I told you, I, we did a Dispatches from the Weird with Stephen. Uh, and Stephen listens to We Belong Dead and is actually, like, a pretty fervent fan oh, good. Of, our, of, of the show. Which so, is, so we've got two. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> so Stephen needs to leave a review on iTunes for right. us. Um, but he was bummed out because he was like yeah i read your post about eating alive at ollie's and went to pick it up and couldn't find it oh that's sad i was like i knew there was a reason i picked up four copies oh did you give so one? i gave him one nice <laughs> yeah very nice it was, it was cool oh we need to put a little care package together for robbie though i think from yeah from we belong dead actually that might be a good tie-in okay to oh yeah go for it. our you, new segment you signed up for a thing yeah i signed up for someone uh, has disposable income right <laughs> How many Screen Factory releases have you bought in the past month? Um, uh, those are an investment. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I just want to. I got a. I just got a text from my friend Alex, um, who says just saw it follows. A- Alex is not like a horror junkie. Okay. He doesn't mind horror movies, but sure. he's not like it's not his thing really. <clears throat> just saw it follows definitely gave me a greater appreciation for the genre. Thank you. <laughs> Suck it, Lombardi, Lombardo, Lombardi, whatever. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I signed up for a, hor- yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> for a horror block, which is uh, basically like Loot Crate for horror freaks right. like us. Um, and what, what I'm going to do is it's, it's a monthly subscription. So whenever I get a box, I'll bring it in and uncrate it on the show. And, um, you know, obviously there's going to be stuff I'm going to keep. But, you know, things I don't want, you know, we'll set aside and... Uh, um, you know, if we get some listener participation, maybe right. we'll send out some care packages, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, eventually, Horror Block will get wind of the podcast, start sponsoring us, and we won't have to pay to get these. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which would be nice because just like Scream Factory, because uh, just spend one hundred seventeen bucks at Scream Factory. This thing is thirty bucks a month. Wow! But it's from Canada, so ten dollars of that is fucking shipping, right? So, uh, but you, should you do know. the American one. I think like uh, Dread Central does one. Oh yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know the price or if it's any good, but anyway, yeah. Let's see what, what's so, cooking. It comes in a shoebox. It does come in a shoebox. Uh, first up is a pair of Jordans. Is a uh, Death's Head <laughs> oh, Moth awesome. T-shirt. Yeah, very cool. Um, We've got uh, my favorite thing from the box is actually a uh, exclusive variant of these little alien figures. Nice, but it comes with a little like uh, the alien has a little inner mouthpiece that you can attach. It's all bloody, and you see the hole. Which you'll actually in his never head. see because you won't open it. Oh, I've already opened it. I, I played <laughs> oh, with it. Come on now. Okay, not that much of a nerd. Um, How's that Captain Spaulding Funko looking? Oh, it looks good. Yeah, in the box? No, because then you wouldn't be able to see the signature. <laughs> okay, but good, I kept good. the box. I still have the box. Okay. Came with a DVD of Night of the Living Dead. Right on. So I got uh, my girlfriend Sam to watch this movie for the first time, and she dug it. You so. didn't own it already? Uh, no, I didn't I actually. What's wrong with yeah, you? No. Well, how are you co-hosting a fucking horror podcast? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and these are kind of fun. I, I won't be keeping these, so these may be up for grabs. Oh, uh, horror out. face coasters. So they're coasters with different like oh, creepy faces on them. Yeah. They have a little notch out for the nose. You can hold it up and be... you hold it up to your face, and it looks like you have like a crazy, uh, like a crazy vampire mouth or something. Yeah. Um, 
Another item <laughs> that, that'll that's be up for funny. grabs is uh, if you've seen, yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. I think we should take a, a coaster <clears throat> selfie at the end of the, yeah, we the show. Um, the uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen these before, different versions. It's the uh, the magnets with different words on them, oh, and yeah, you can yeah. like make little sentences put on your fridge. And this is the Night of Living oh, Dead wow. version. I, I want that. Okay, well there you go. Well, you know, these are yours. I just I should sign up for it. And uh, one cool thing is every box comes with the newest issue of Rumor. I just picked up that issue. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I mean, there's not a lot of items in it, but, you know, the well, items I mean, that are an, in it are pretty damn cool. An issue of Rue cool. is going to cost you 11 bucks. Right. Is it really? Is it yeah. that expensive? Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I mean, it's a Canadian magazine. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, I buy it. I, if I ever had like sixty bucks at one time, yeah, I would subscribe to it. Yeah, and save like forty bucks a year. But for the past like three years, I've just gone to Barnes and Noble every yeah. month and picked it. But yeah, it's eleven bucks an issue. And it's a good magazine. Don't get me wrong. It's I, I'm a little more partial to Horror Hound, but <clears throat> right, Rumor is cool. Rumor is a little. More pretentious, I think, than horror. Hell. Yeah, I, I, yeah which I Canadian gotten, horror fans tend to well, be. No, I shouldn't say that. I don't know any Canadian horror fan, but Canadian horror, uh, a lot of it. Like, I'm mainly I'm looking at you, David Cronenberg. Right. Yeah. Uh, who is our director spotlight? Okay. Why not? <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> um. Yeah, but he's <laughs> very pretentious. Yeah, a little bit. Uh. So that's hey, that's cool. Yeah, he was in Jason X. So, you know, he was. <laughs> uh, he was also in uh, Nightbreed. He sure was. <laughs> <laughs> Setting off many a young man's uh, sexual deviant fantasies with the uh, Decker mask. At least one I know. <laughs> this guy. Uh, oh, he's got a lot of fucking. <laughs> he's got a lot of titles uh, that I have not seen. Um, so, sorry. That's all right. Uh, what, how long have we gone here? Let's see. So for now, out of Ian's first horror block, uh, going into the care package Mm -hmm. for somebody at some point is, uh, the coaster set, right? That's correct. Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'll just hold this the rest of this episode. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, we're about 45 in. Um, who's uh, tri- to a song? Yeah, whose song is it this week? I think it's mine first this okay. time. Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know anything. I never got into this band. I've never heard this song. Okay. This so will be a real up? treat for you. Um, this is uh, from the Deftones. with the Dream Warriors. <laughs> Look, I can't do that every week, Richie, all right? You could. Um, 42, really? Okay. Um, but anyway, so, um, yeah, uh, Deftones is someone I've been into since I got into the hard rock scene back in, like, sixth grade. They're on psychopathic records, right? Yeah, yeah. They're a bunch of juggalos, you know. Um, but uh, this is a track from one of their newer albums. I think this is two or three albums back uh, called You've Seen the Butcher. Thank you. 
That's right. The Deftones, number one in the hood, G. That's their subtitle, right? Yep. <laughs> you sound like you just hit a bong. That's right. The official We Belong Dead, Harley Poe bong. I should talk oh, yeah. to Joe about you really maybe, should. maybe some merchandising. Because it's a pretty cool looking bong with that Harley Poe sticker on it. Yeah. Um, I have a glass bong down here. We've just never used it, and I don't really know why. That we smoke tobacco out of. <laughs> That's right. Obviously. I like mint. Um. <laughs> oh, do you have a uh, pitch for me, by the way? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we do, we do have that segment, don't we? We do have that. Um, yeah, I'll get one by the next song <laughs> there'll be one sounds good uh so what do we do here what's next uh let's see we got the director spotlight we've got the recast or decast in this case um you yeah, can do the spotlight all right get that over with <laughs> i'm just not the biggest david cronenberg guy like i've seen like the high points i guess yeah um, I've, I've seen quite a few of these i'm not i'm not a big body horror guy yeah like, it actually kind of does make me queasy. Does it really? Especially, like, the newer stuff, like American Mary. Yeah. Uh, like, it just... I dug American Mary. Oh, yeah. Not me. <laughs> but I'm a mark for Catherine and, uh, Isabel Excision. anyway. Did you ever see Excision? That's I didn't see that I'm one. Like, Ew. Ew. <laughs> I, I hooked my finger in my... <laughs> uh, it really kind of... Anyway... Uh, I can I can start in 1975, nine years after his first film. I mean, most of these are TV shorts, so it's okay. That's true. Or TV movies. Uh, yeah, actually, everything up until the one that I'm thinking of. So we'll start in 1975 with a movie right. called Shivers. I have not seen this one. Um, I have. <laughs> it's... It's um. This was on Netflix for a while. It might have been. It's, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, um, I think I remember asking you about it, and you're like, "It's fucking strange." It's <laughs> it's horror STD. Okay. Stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As if STDs needed to be more terrifying. Yeah, and it's the mid seventies. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So lots of seventies bush, I'm sure. Uh, a decent amount. Yeah. Um. It's uh. It's structurally or like you know um <laughs> structurally makes sense it's kind of his night of the living dead i guess I okay. get that sense of of uh budget right um which isn't bad sure uh rabid i've heard of but never seen me neither we host a horror podcast. Look, he's got like 45 fucking movies here. Uh, 1979, The Brood, which uh, I, I've seen, but I don't quite... I know it's a vampire <laughs> story. Oh, okay. Oliver Reed is in it. I love Oliver Reed. Let's see. Uh, and I know that in uh, later this month, actually, Criterion is releasing The Brood. So I'll get more acquainted with it then. A man tries to uncover an unconventional psychologist's therapy techniques on his institutionalized wife, while a series of brutal attacks committed by a brood of mutant children coincides with a husband's investigation. Yes, yeah, so and not vampires. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Right. Uh, but you were right with Oliver Reed. 
Yeah, I remember him in it. I just I, I went in a big Oliver Reed. And Art Hindle. I know that name actually. Yeah, me too. Fuck, now I gotta go down IMDb <laughs> rabbit hole. It's been guys. I got too high <laughs> during that Deftones song that I did not listen to. Let's just be honest. Uh, he was an in invasion of the body snatchers. Yep, that's it. Okay. And Porky's. <laughs> that might actually be. It. <laughs> and Porky's too. The next day. Did he play Porky? Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I did, okay. No, he played. Uh, oh, he didn't. He played. That's uh, not funny. The knives were red. <laughs> Man, I, I really wish album. I really wish we would have uh, recorded that little moment. That was, he was a uh, Ted Jarvis. No, Ted, I don't know. whatever, not important. I know that mm. name. Yeah, good enough. I'll look him up after the podcast. Now the next or, movie. You know when I look look him up when this podcast drops and I download it like a couple weeks from right. now, right? And we and I hear this conversation, <laughs> I'll immediately go to IMDb and there check you go. out who he is. Now, the next movie is my jumping on point. Oh, yeah. Uh, in, uh, it's been a long fucking time. 81, Scanners. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Um, that's a good Criterion release, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot they did that. Uh, fairly recently, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll make your head explode. Yeah. In my mind. <laughs> There's, I mean, that movie has the iconic, I think, David Cronenberg the you know the guy at the desk right well it, it's it's funny because my first exposure to this movie wasn't actually this movie it was uh you know uh, no uh <laughs> wayne's world where uh oh, garth yeah, is on yeah. set by himself and the yeah. camera guy's like you ever see that scene and <laughs> yeah. scanners where the guy's head explodes yeah <clears throat> it's very true uh after scanners uh what might be my favorite uh in 83 Videodrome. I mean, starring the great scumbag James, James Woods. <laughs> that guy comes off like a real scumbag. He kind of does. Like, I think he is his character from Casino. Probably. He's kind of like. I like him. Sure. I think he's kind of like the Kmart version of Jack Nicholson in that way. Yeah. That's a really <laughs> good way to. Yeah. That's a really good description. Um, which leads me to Twilight Time this month is putting out. John Carpenter's Vampires. They are. Starring scumbag James Woods. Man. I was tempted to buy it. it, it the, the, the pre-order hasn't started. I got the date wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, by the time this drops, it will right. have. But, but it was like 30 bucks, I think. Yeah, all their releases so. are 30 Um But yeah, they, the pre-order for um, Scream and Scream Again, the Vincent Price movie, yeah. went up last week. Which I hope they don't sell out of before my next paycheck <clears> because I really, right. really want to get that. Uh, and then, like the fourteenth, thirteenth or fourteenth of October, John Carpenter's Vampires, yeah. Blu-ray, Twilight Time, pre-order. So you still have time, Ian? Okay, good. It's not a steel book. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, v- v- Videodrome. <laughs> How did we get to there from Videodrome? James Woods. There we go. Yep. Um, <laughs> and that uh, hit you quick, didn't it? <laughs> it did. <laughs> I've been smoking all day too, though. Oh, uh, uh, sure. And this is kind of a wake and bake for me. <laughs> um, Videodrome's fucking crazy. It really is. <laughs> and working in TV, it's even crazy. Oh, I'm sure. I didn't think um, about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
God, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot to say about these movies. Um, in 83, also, he gave us The Dead Zone. Yeah. Which I've never seen, but I kind of get the gist. Yeah. Like well, did you ever watch Walken's the show? A Psyker. A Psyker? One of them Psyker folk. <laughs> Holy shit. A Psychic? No, that was Anthony Michael Hall, right? Yeah, on playing, the show. Playing yeah. a Psyker. Right. <laughs> Ian, just finish the show. Okay, all right. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think he like gets psychic powers after like being hit by a car or something stupid like that. Like he gets in an accident. I think it's based on the Stephen King. We're, look, we're very open and honest on this podcast about our short, shortcomings and our flaws. Right. David Cronenberg is obviously one of those. And I'm sorry if you're a huge Cronenberg fan and you're and you're like in your car or wherever you are right now, like you fucking dicks. <laughs> like I'm sorry. I'm, I need to be more. I need to be better versed in. Yeah. In David Cronenberg, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to dinner. He was awesome in Nightbreed. He was. He was awesome in Jason X, which is an <laughs> awesome movie. I don't care what anyone says. Fuck all of you. It's yeah. great. Um, but the Dead Zone looked looks like a really boring movie to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably true. It's a Stephen King story too. Right. That's hit and miss. Yeah. I've heard it. It's not as good as. Um, um, maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephen King. You like scary movies? Um, all right, in '86. Uh, yeah, we um, can talk about this one for a while. <laughs> yeah, one of my first uh, exposures to the genre, The Fly. I I think that's probably the case for me as well. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Goldblum turns into a big fly. <laughs> It's based on a Vincent Price film in name. And actually, the plot is pretty similar. Fairly, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah The Fly. Uh, the, the thing that sticks out to me the most from this movie is at one point he vomits on a donut. Yeah. And then eats it. Right, because that's how flies eat. Yeah. <laughs> And then that poor guy at the end gets his shit wrecked hard by that uh, acid mouth too. It's like his that. yeah. He uh, comes at Brundlefly with a uh, uh, shotgun, and uh, I think he like uh, I think Brundle like grabs the gun and then just like spits the acid all over his hand, and you see it melt like very like Raiders of the Lost Ark style. <laughs> um, and then he does the same to one of his feet. Oh too, wow! Once he's on the ground, yeah. Maybe I should revisit The Fly. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's very cheap at uh, Best Buy right now. It is, yeah. We should mention <laughs> yeah. that. They're, they've been releasing uh, in very small quantities, of course. Um, these cheap, cheap Blu-rays of, of horror movies, um, ranging the gamut but between like very well-known and not so well. Yeah, I didn't even know Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer was on Blu-ray. Yeah, I had to pick that up. And to be able to find it, at my local Best Buy for seven bucks. Yeah, that's insane. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that was a real highlight of the <laughs> day for me. Um, there's actually a really cool one for Predators, but mm-hmm. that would have been like the fourth time I bought Predators on Blu-ray, and I just just couldn't do it. Predators, a Blu-ray given away at the live podcast. It was <laughs> to Lombardo, I think. Actually, I think you might be right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then we uh, skip up to 1988. With Dead Ringers? Yeah. This is one that I haven't seen, but I feel like I should 
because um, I think I've, I've seen, seen it, it in like a lot of like weird ass movie that you need to see lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Jeremy Irons plays oh, the, twin uh, gynecologist. Gynecology movie, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't like David Cronenberg, man. <laughs> I don't like this style of horror. Uh, it just grosses me out. Yeah. Ugh. Gag me with a spoon. Uh, in '91, I'm probably most familiar with this movie in Videodrome. Uh, he adapted William S. Burroughs' uh, unadaptable fucking book, <laughs> Naked Lunch. I actually haven't seen this one. <laughs> it's fucking out there, man. <laughs> uh, kind of the if James Woods is the devil on your shoulder, mm-hmm. then I think Peter Weller is the angel on your shoulder. <laughs> That's probably probably true. <laughs> Stars Peter Weller yeah. as Burroughs essentially, and I mean it's the it's the uh, closest we'll ever get to that book making sense. Yeah. Uh, it's wonderfully disturbing and also a great Criterion release. Speaking of true body horror, going up to the next movie that means anything. M. Cra- Butterfly? No. He did M. Butterfly, apparently. Uh, Crash. Which is Madame Butterfly, I believe. Probably. Uh, James Spader, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you know? I've seen the movie. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. I mean, it's probably been since 96. It's fucking weird. <laughs> and not in like a trippy way, as in like a, there are real people fucking like this. Fucking as a scene of car crashes, right? Well, people who are turned on by car crashes, like yeah. sexually. And so um, I'm pretty sure there's a scene. David Kronberg is fucking weird, man. If I remember correctly, <laughs> there's like a scene where James Spader is hooking up with this chick who was also in a car wreck and has these bad, like scarred wounds. And one of them's like a deep hole, like in her leg or something. Yeah. And he, I'm pretty sure he ends up fucking the hole <laughs> in her in her leg. Um. So yeah, Cronenberg's kind of fucked up. I'm gonna be really <laughs> happy when David Cronenberg is not our director spotlight ever again. <laughs> as soon as this is over, because I don't think I've seen anything else. I've heard of s- several of the new ones. This is where I think he kind of like with Crash was kind of a turning point out of horror. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. And more into, like, thriller, maybe? Right. Um, History of Violence in 2005, I heard really great things about. You haven't seen History of Violence? No. It's really good. Really... It's like an award-nominated, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Vico Mortensen. Uh, Star um, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Right. Uh, Ed Harris. (laughs) Um, Uh, Star of um, um, The Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, William Hurt. I'm giving highlights of people's career. Uh, <laughs> William Hurt uh, uh, from Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with it. <laughs> uh, Stephen McCaddy's in this movie. Stephen McCaddy from um, Pontypool. Uh, Love is Love is uh, Kill is Kiss. Right. Pontypool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kill is Kiss. And um, Kill is Kiss. Kill is Kiss. Oh my God! I love Pontypool. It's so much better than David Cronenberg. <laughs> Fuck, what is, what's the movie I'm trying to t- think of? All I can think of is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, shoot him Up. Oh, he's Shoot in, Em Up's great. Shoot him Up. Yeah, yeah. It, are, his, are a history of violence and Eastern Promises connected? No, but they both star Viggo Mortensen. That's why I was wondering. Uh, yeah. Eastern Promises is about the Russian mob. And history of violence is not. It is not. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, like, mob, like, gangster movie, um, of sorts. 
Um, but Eastern Promises is more like a direct, like, the Russian mob is fucked up movie. Okay. With uh, Vincent Castle and uh, Naomi Watts, who I'm always happy to see. Um, yeah, it was good. It's really people good too. like her. Yeah. Um, 2011, I've never heard of that. Dangerous Method. Oh, another one with Vigo. And uh, my, my boy uh, Michael Fassbender. You do like Michael Fassbender. Have you seen Blood Creek yet? No, I still haven't. Gotta watch that, man. Um, Did you ever watch Popcorn? You said you found it on YouTube, right? I did find it on YouTube. I haven't watched it okay. yet. Um, Cosmopolis in 2012. This yeah, was supposed to be really good. I remember when that came actually. out. I never saw it. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> With uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I feel bad because the director spotlight is uh, is terrible this week. Uh, be- I mean, not because of me, not because of the director. Right. Uh, and then I didn't do the fucking decast, and that's gonna that's not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give me a pitch idea I gotta come up with that uh, I'm so sorry everyone um, Oh we still have the hat game too We do Yeah. Uh, let's keep this on your side <laughs> Harley Poe Just out of reach me all up. Uh, <laughs> Thanks Joe so that's, Jesus. Um, that's David Cronenberg yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry uh, I hope I hope we didn't lose any fucking listeners I know a lot of people kind of worship at the altar of Cronenberg. With good reason. I mean, he's sure. a damn fine director. Don't get me wrong. It's just his, his stuff isn't isn't really my cup of tea. Yeah. I'm a Toby Hooper guy. Maybe you should stop being you know? such a you know, pussy and watch a body horror movie. I've watched a lot of them. <laughs> I just don't fucking like it. Yeah. Wow. Um. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, the trailer? Yeah, you want to do the, the summer trailer? The end all summer trailers? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what this is. This is a good palate cleanser from David Cronenberg. So uh, I hope everyone had a wonderfully spooky summer. I hope everyone's happy that fall and October are here. Happy October, everyone, Absolutely. by the way. Uh, so, you know, it is technically already fall, but we needed to wrap up the summer trailer series. I hope you guys enjoyed all of the summer trailers. Um, even Jeepers Creepers. Even Jeepers Creepers. And we're going to end end that uh, season uh, with a bang and uh, play this trailer. There is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change, without passion, and without logic. It lives to kill. A mindless eating machine. It will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. This is Universal's extraordinary motion picture version of Peter Benchley's best-selling novel, Jaws. I just found out that a girl got killed here last week. And you knew it. You knew there was a shark out there. You knew it was dangerous. But you let people go swimming anyway. 
Get you a shark for you, Chief. Ah, fucking Jaws, man. Robert Shaw. I think Robert Shaw was the first man I ever saw where I was like, that's a fucking man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, that's a good choice. (laughs) Yeah. Like, fucking, like, you know, Brody's a pussy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hooper's a geek. Right. (laughs) And when you're like six or seven watching Jaws, you're like, fucking Quint, dude. That's like... I have an uncle like him. Right. Like, that's a fucking man. And in the in the end, you couldn't see the trailer, but it said, like, Jaws, and they showed the ocean, and they had, like, little cut-out vignettes of each person's face from right. the movie. And they do Roy Scheider and show him, and he's just kind of, like, looking all scared. Right. And then uh, Richard Dreyfus, And they show him, and he's, like, oh, pushing goofy. up his glasses or <laughs> right. something. <laughs> and Robert Shaw, and they show him, and he's crushing a beer can and throwing it. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's fucking Uncle Quint. Yeah, the first fucking real man I ever knew. Yeah, this after is... that it was Jim Varney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was um... that Hey Burn thing was big. Dude. It was. <laughs> Got like T-shirts with it written on uh, it, you know. I'm sure I had some. <laughs> but uh, this is this is the only movie. Uh, this is the movie that Dad said is the first movie that ever scared him as a kid because he saw this in the theater. Nice. And uh, he's like, just that opening scene where the girls like being thrashed around yeah. creeped him the fuck out. There's a really good uh, like what 30th or 40th anniversary? Yeah. Blu-ray out. Uh, I got the steelbook. Uh, from England, which uh, you can't play on anything. 
Well, what I did was, because uh, it was the same disc, like the same features and everything. Oh, uh, I see where this so is going. So I just swapped it out. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> uh, it's, but it's beautiful. And, and the shark is still working is on there, which is f- a phenomenal documentary. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Fucking Jaws, man. Robert Shaw. Can't beat it. There's a beer out now that has Quint as their like uh, <laughs> mascot or whatever. Yeah. I don't know where to get it. Uh, this girl that went to Scares the Care um, posted a picture of it, and like she bought it at her local liquor store. Nice. And they were giving away free posters of Quint. Oh, it's fucking looking gnarly. all badass. And I was like begging her to grab one for me. And yeah. she was like, Oh, I think they'll only give me one. And I was like, You fucking bitch. <laughs> so well, if one's enough. I just need one. <laughs> if anybody listening, like, I wouldn't mind. I'm, try, I'm sure the beer is just like a fucking, like a Michelob. Right. I mean, it's Quint. Like, it's, <laughs> you know. It's, he, he doesn't have refined taste. No, pretty sure. Not at all. It's just going to be some Pilsner swill. It's not going to be some, like, hazel infused IPA <laughs> right. or something. It's not going to be a beard, uh, a beard, a beer worthy of your beard. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind getting a six pack of it. But I want that fucking poster. Yeah. So if anybody listening is in a place where they sell this Quint beer, I don't know what <laughs> brand it is, uh, and you can snag a poster for me, please do, and then uh, let me know on uh, we belong dead pod at gmail.com. We'll reciprocate. We'll give you. Yeah, gifts. absolutely. Yeah. This. I'm I'm eyeballing some coasters right now that could be yours. (laughs) You keep the beer, send me the poster, and we'll send you coasters for the beer. Perfect. Let's do it. It's fucking genius. Um, Well done, actually. (laughs) Right? (laughs) It's amazing that I was able to get that all in my head and then out. Right. (laughs) Um, So, David Cronenberg. Uh, Hat game? Oh, the hat game. Oh, you need a pitch. I do. Um, okay, yeah. All right. You know what? Oh, before the hat game, I want to talk a little bit about a couple Scream Factory releases. Okay. Um, I got the Larry Fessenden collection. Yeah. Signed by Larry, that which looks I'm really excited. Pretty awesome. Um, I, I rewatched la- the last winter and Habit. Habit is fucking great. I forgot how great it was. Yeah. Uh, it's his like personal vampire tale. Oh, cool! Um, so fucking good, and he stars in it, and he's phenomenal in it. I just love Larry Fessenden. <laughs> if Joe or anyone from Scares the Care is listening, please try to get Larry Fessenden. Oh, absolutely! And Glass Eye Picks to come to uh, <clears throat> Scares the Care. Um, I lo- I love him because he's so fucking talented. Yeah, so down to earth. And so, uh, like, he looks like a Jack Nicholson caricature. He really does. And I mean that in a great way. Sure. You know? Um, but anyway, yeah, that's great. It's four of his, his, his like, four of his first or early films. Yeah. Um, last one was really good. Ron Perlman stars in it. It's very cool. It's good. Um, but yeah, Habit. Fucking yes. Yeah. Uh, a Tale of Addiction and Vampirism. Nice. Uh, but then I also got... Uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, and Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. Right. Did we talk about this at the beginning of the show? Or was it, we, we did off not. Mike? Okay. These two films uh, are very important in my life, uh, in my past. Particularly Demon Knight, which I think 
the general consensus is that it's the better of the two films. Sure. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and Screen Factory did a hell of a job uh, with these releases. They look great. They have great features, uh, commentary tracks, everything that you would that I would want. And uh, so I'm watching Bordello of Blood, and there's like a 40 minute documentary on there. And I'm watching it, and uh, hats off to Michael Felsher hmm. and Red Shirt Pictures, uh, who are like the fucking can't hold a candle to them in the industry for special features and yeah. documentaries. They they knocked it out of the park. I've never seen such an honest uh like retrospective on of of like anger and bitterness <laughs> uh toward a movie. Yeah. It's so good. It's called apparently, Tainted Blood. It's it's so worth it. Because apparently this movie was not an easy one to make. And at all. It should not have been made, let alone have been half as good as it was. Yeah. I mean, it er- gave me a totally new respect. So Ergo, when, I, when I rewatched it, I was like, <clears throat> you know what? <laughs> like, I re- which I mean, like, there are some good things about that movie. Now, Chris Sarandon is great. After watching the documentary, did you rewatch the movie? Yes. Okay. And I had like, I, I enjoyed it like sixty <laughs> percent more probably. Yeah. Um, well worth picking up. I think that was all that I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, red shirt pictures like. Look them up on Facebook and Michael Felsher and um, give those guys some love because they're 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 like living the dream as far as horror geeks go. Like yeah. I would love to make my living doing special features for Blu-ray releases, let alone let them being as good as Redshirt Pictures does. Right. They really put a lot of love into into what they do. So check them out. And now we're gonna play the hat game. While you figure out my pitch. Ah, god damn it. Oh, yeah, your pitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want you to... I'm leaving this very open. Of course you are. I want you to revitalize the Tales from the Crypt franchise. Fucking... Okay. Whether it's a movie or a new series. So... It's up to you. Or both. Okay. But I just... I need it to come back, and I need it to be relevant to a new audience. I don't know that you need to change much about it, but okay. All right. I'll see what I can do. Um, I mean, I can narrow it more than that and say, you know, pitch me a fourth Tales from the Crypt film. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Okay. Go. <laughs> so there's this there's this decomposing body who can talk. He's Heck in the yeah. crypt. Oh, you know what I never, I don't think I ever noticed before. What's that? And I don't know how. Maybe I had noticed it, but I smoke a lot of pot and forget right. things. The key from Demon Knight yeah. is in Bordello of Blood. Yeah. I, 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 I did know, know that, actually. Yeah. I I'm sure I knew it before. Yeah. Um, okay. How many turns are we going to do each year? We I got, think we, we do three. Lot. Three? Okay. Um, so just grab a random three and we'll go back and forth? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we're doing... Uh, Let's just go. Let's just go back and forth with it. Okay, because part of it's the pageantry of passing a hat right. over. You know, holy shit! And I literally do have a top hat that we put these in. All right, so I've got a film <laughs> entitled "The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies." Oh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, great film, seminal. Um, <laughs> 
Is that I, a real movie? Yeah, I think so. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, the idea was pitched to Romero, and he turned it down. And uh, in a recent interview I, I saw with him, he said that uh, it was one of his biggest uh, career flubs that he's ever made. He really wishes he could have uh, jumped on board. Because The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed-Up Zombies is a great film. Um, they're actually mummies and just don't notice the wrapping. Um some uh, kids came into a museum and vandalized the uh, the uh, Egyptian wing and uh, put them all in just, like, dirty, ripped-up clothes for some reason, just to think it would be a funny prank. And then they came to life, and they're like, what the f- uh, Okay, I guess I'm a zombie. Um, Can I stop you there? Yeah, please That's do. not what this movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> it is a real movie. No, it is not. It is. Uh, I thought this I, was one you like made I up. I wrote that. No, I wrote it. It's a real film, and it has. And this is the real title. It is the real title: "The Incredibly Strange Creatures Who Stopped Living and Became Mixed Up Zombies." Okay, from 1964. Uh, by uh, it's a film by Ray Dennis Steckler, who has become a bit of a cult icon. Okay, this movie has gotten some weird cult resurgence. Um, it is terrible. Okay. Uh, the premise, Jerry falls in love with a stripper he meets at a carnival. Little does he know that she's the sister of a gypsy fortune teller okay. whose predictions he had scoffed at earlier. The gypsy turns him into a zombie and he goes on a killing spree. Huh. Uh, yeah, real movie. I'm not sure I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up. I was hoping that I'm, that worked out so well. Yeah. I wrote that one tonight. Yeah, there you and go. I was totally hoping that was what was going to happen. <laughs> that you didn't think it was a real movie. Cha-ching! <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. Uh, that is a taco packet. <laughs> <laughs> we keep that in there, like uh, to keep the hat fresh. Right. Okay. Oh. Night of the Living Dead. Nice. Yeah. Uh, fucking A. I mean, yeah. go to my YouTube page and watch anything. And <laughs> yeah, right. There's something in it that was probably... Uh, any movie after uh, 1968, go and watch. Right. <laughs> any movie that anyone made. I mean, it's fucking seminal. It's, right. it's, the, it's the tip top. Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat it. What can you say about Night of the Living Dead? They're coming to get you, Barbara. And, 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 and other magnets that there you gave go. me tonight. <laughs> and um, it's been a long time since I've seen it. And I, I just forgot like how good oh, yeah, you of watched a film it, recently. it is. Yeah. yeah, It is a really good film. Yeah. Cooper was right. He was. Yeah. He was a dick, but he was sure. right. Yeah. What do you think about the uh, Tom Savini remake? I've only seen parts of it. Oh, you should check it out. Yeah. It's, it's got Tony it's Todd, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Okay. Twilight Time released it um, a couple of years ago, but it was they didn't do a very good job with it. Like, they changed the color timing and stuff. Yeah. Which is a bummer, because it's, it's a really good movie. I mean, George, I mean, it's, it's the reason The Walking Dead exists. It's the reason right. that your favorite television show, for some reason... <laughs> I mean the, you. It's the reason... Saltless horror freaks. It's the reason you have a inexplicable crush on Meth Face... Well, that's mean. Yeah. But true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, doing it again? All right. 
<laughs> are we doing this like as a service to people who might not be horror fans who are listening? Like, should I give the the actual premise of Night of the Living Dead? Uh, we may want to do that in general, but if you don't know the premise of Night of the Living Dead... Right, yeah, that's yeah. true. All right, I pulled one of my own, so I threw it oh, back. Okay. Night of the Living Dead is the hero's journey about a boy named Johnny. Uh, I got the same one two times. <laughs> I want to do the, the premise of Night of the Living Dead as Johnny being the main character. <laughs> I would I would like to see that journey actually. <laughs> oh, I heard recently that um the the copyrights and everything got reinstated and things have been shifted back to Romero and oh, really? the guys that made Night of the Living Dead, okay. which is cool. Yeah. They lost millions over the years. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's public domain. Right. Huh. Uh, but yeah, I heard recently they 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 actually won the rights back. So well done. Justice prevails. <laughs> All right. Next movie, The Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, one of your favorites. It is one of my favorites. It has a great uh, interview with uh, Guillermo del Toro <laughs> and does. the uh, special features, the Scream Factory version. Have you watched that? Do no. you have it? Oh. No. You're <clears throat> making fun of me. I yeah. See. <laughs> I see. Um, it's Guillermo del Toro interviewing Paul Williams. It <laughs> makes no fucking sense, and it's wonderful. I just want to see them sitting side by side and talking to each other. Yeah, and you, um, you really do. And then when you see it, you're 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 filled to the brim. Like right. it's exactly what you wanted. Um, so yeah, this is a very like '70s sleazy dance hall version of uh, Family Opera, more or less. You, right? you haven't seen Family Opera. Nope. <laughs> um, Brian De Palma right. actually directed it. Uh, Scream Factory did release it, and uh, you're not far off. I mean, it's yeah. um, it's yeah, it's like a sleazy '70s um, retelling, but it's it's so much more than that. Like it's, I can't watch it often, right? But when I do watch it, I fucking love it. <laughs> uh, it's very glitzy and glamorous, and right. like cocaine, very Xanadu. Yeah, yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, it's um. Post-punk Rocky Horror, maybe? Somebody's okay. Gonna, somebody's going to call me out about sure. like, being pretentious and using that wrong or something. Right. But I want to say it's like post-punk Rocky Horror. It's 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 good. Yeah. Paul Williams is fantastic in it as the villain. So, yeah. All right. Uh, I think this is another one from tonight. That's oh, one of mine. <laughs> we should, I, should we have two hats? Nah. <laughs> Because this is good radio. That's one of mine. <laughs> Did you put any in here? Yeah. Are you sure it's the same <laughs> one I picked first? Maybe I should. Maybe we should uh, have different uh, folding styles so we can tell by touch. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Oh, I think this is you. Okay. Hellbound, Hellraiser two. Yeah. Um. Look, I like Hellraiser. Yeah. Um, I think we're about to agree with, in with different, each other. In different ways, this is very Evil Dead for me. Yeah. Evil Dead's a, a really great movie. Sure. Evil Dead 2 is just better. Yeah, absolutely. Hellraiser's a really great movie. Hellbound is just better. Sure. Dr. Chenard <laughs> is in Hellbound. One you, of the you just love the fucked villains. up doctors. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. 
Hellbound uh, picks up pretty close to the end of the first one, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a grander scale um, Wes Craven. No, oh, Wes Craven. Jesus. Wow. So sorry. Did I mention I got high? Cronenberg <laughs> um, uh, directed Clive, this one. <laughs> Clive Barker. Um, um, what would you call it? Like a... It's just it's it's everything is uh, far more more expansive, um, and there's Doctor Chenard. Right. Uh, I mean, I like the fact that they start expanding on the mythos and yeah. giving you a, a better idea of what the fuck is going on, without but then, but you know giving al- you all the answers. But then it almost feels like by three they started doing that too much. <laughs> right. Three isn't terrible. But I think they kind of shit on too. a lot. Yeah, I I didn't mind Hell World along <laughs> with Lance Henriksen. I actually haven't seen anything um, past three. The, the, okay, the movie's not great, but the premise is really good. Right. Um, they almost took a new nightmare approach with it, where okay. like Hellraiser is a thing, and there's a video game based on it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. But Hellbound is by far the best of the series. Um, Recently, I think an independent company released a, a feature-length documentary about yeah called Leviathan about Hellraiser and Hellbound, and I really want to get it. Yeah, and uh, it's in the UK, but it's in all regions. Three oh. three disc set. Jesus. Um, and I think it comes to like forty bucks. That's doable. It's worth it. Uh, yeah. I just need to pull the trigger on right. <laughs> one. Uh, one payday. Speaking of UK Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. The, uh, um, I think it's called like the Crimson Box or something yeah. like that. Um, but it's a very, uh, Arrow? Our friends over at Arrow. Yeah. Video, yeah. Um, are releasing a, a mega edition Blu-ray of the first three films with like art books and cards. And it looks fantastic. It, yeah. That's one I'll be picking up. Yeah. Especially if it's all regions. But even if not, um, I've, I recently found this out for the listeners. If you don't have an all regions Blu-ray player, but you have a PS3, you have an all regions Blu-ray player. Yeah. So just send your PS3 to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can finally watch some fucking Blu-rays that I ordered. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Blowout. This is actually uh, the sequel to Rubber. (laughs) Um, Where all the questions that you had about the first one still aren't answered. Um, No, I I, I don't know. Is this one you made up? No, this isn't one you made up. This is a real one, isn't it? Um, And I just I'm just not aware of it because it sounds familiar. Uh, it is a real movie. It's yeah. another Brian De Palma film, oh, okay. actually, uh, from 1981, starring uh, John Travolta and okay. Nancy Allen and John Lithgow. Okay. It's really good. Uh, John Travolta plays a uh, sound recordist for a move for you know films. Right. So he's constantly like out in nature, grabbing foley sounds and shit. Right. And he's doing that one night and um, witnesses like a political murder. Okay. And it just takes off from there. And John Lithgow is the villain. 
which it's is really always a good, good move. Yeah, and it's very it's a young John Lithgow, so he looks even crazier. Right. And um it's just kind of a edge of your seat thing from there on out. Cool. It's really, really good. Another criterion release, actually. They did a really good job with it. Everyone should own it. Alright. It's round argu- three. It's arguable if it's horror, but I, yeah. I threw it in yeah. there. Oh, I mean, yeah. Sounds of the Lambs, I wouldn't consider horror, but... <laughs> I keep picking the same fucking one. <laughs> right, Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah, I would agree with that. This looks like you. The Prophecy. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Stoltz, man, come on. <laughs> uh, Christopher Walken, right? Right. Plays Gabriel? Yes. That's about where my knowledge ends. I've never seen these movies. None of them, really. No, I think I saw the first one a long time ago, but maybe like just kind of it drifted away from me. Right. Uh, I know that there's there's like five or six of them. Oh yeah, that Walken's been in all of them, right? He's been in most of them. Yeah, not like Julian Sands with Warlock, right? Screen yeah. Factory, get on it. Give me a kick-ass Warlock. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, but yeah, no. Uh, he basically, you know, the whole like. Gabriel is tired of human shit and doesn't understand why God loves us more than the angels type right. thing and tries to bring about essentially the apocalypse more or less and the other angels and some spunky uh, humans try to stop him. The highlight of this film for me, I mean, Walken is great, but the highlight for me is Viggo Mortensen playing Lucifer. Okay. And it's a small role, but he fucking is kills Is it the it. same character from Eastern Promises? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So has all the Russian mob tattoos. <laughs> right. um, he is fucking phenomenal. Okay. It. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out again. I mean, I know you can get like the, the like value pack. The of complete collection the on films. DVD for yeah. like $5. Yeah. So that's, you know, you know what? I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try every October. Yeah. To force myself to sit through a series that I am not looking forward to watching. Okay. Last year it was Leprechaun. <laughs> um, this year it'll be The Prophecy. And okay. I have a feeling it'll be better. Probably. Than last year because it was tough. Yeah. Like from the get-go, it was, <laughs> it was tough. Um, oh, uh, we should mention uh, we're going to be doing a uh, our second annual uh, 31 Days of Horror Oh, yes, Podcast. or as I like to call it, business as usual. Oh, right. <laughs> um, I think it'll probably end up being like last one where it's a two-parter <laughs> yeah. that lasts seven hours. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're talking about <laughs> potentially 62 movies, guys. Is that our first episode? It was one of our first episodes, yeah. yeah. Uh, memories. Yeah. We were so young then. <laughs> Weren't we? Um, is that it for the hat game, or do you have one more? I got one more. Okay. I hope you pull the one that I keep pulling. I'm really proud of... I think of, we're out of Brian De Palma films, by the way. I'm really proud of one I put in tonight. Um, the Faculty. Oh, okay. I enjoy this movie. I do, too. Um, Elijah Wood. <laughs> um, I mean, it's Robert Rodriguez. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Okay. Um, shit. The guy from uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Josh Hartnett is in this movie as well. You know, a, a cool modern twist on... No, uh, invasion of the body snatchers esque type uh, movie. Um, Selma Hayek. What? Selma Hayek plays the nurse. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, Fomke, the, Fomke Jensen. Mm, I forgot she was in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's always a good time. Robert Patrick. I forgot he was. Yeah, he's John the coach. Stewart. John Stewart's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And uh, Daniel Von Bargen, who played Nix, who we sadly lost this year. Right. More on him on the R.I.P. episode. Right. Yeah, it's a really fun movie. Yeah. You know, decent effects, too. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Robert Rodriguez. I mean, the guy was like... um, like a, a, a He's like a technology version of Wes Craven. Like, yeah. everything he does is like the first time this has ever been done. Sure. It changes everything. Spy Kids, for fuck's sake, changed the fucking... Changed cinema. I'm not kidding. Like, the technology he used on, the, on, on like... Like it's 3D, sure. I think, maybe. Yeah. The green screen technology. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. Come on. Sin City came from that. Oh, my God, yeah. Fucking love Sin City. Yeah. Uh, and that's the hat game. That's the that hat we game. have to have a better name for. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, give us a good name for the hat game. And we'll and send you some you'll be, you'll be the first one to win something from the uh, swag bag that we're putting together here. Yeah. Uh, we belong deadpod at gmail.com. Send us the name for the hat game. Uh, what do we have? We have uh, my song, and then we have your pitch. Uh, we still got to do the decast. So however oh, you want to do that. We haven't right. had any music in a while, though. Let's do the let's do the your song, then do uh, the decast, and then my pitch. Okay. All right, my song is a band that I can't believe I've never played on here, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, Ghost. The Cramps. Okay. I don't think you have. I fucking love the cramps so much. Uh, Lux Interior passed away uh, several years ago, who was the leader of this band, and, and they, they can't be reformed without this guy. Uh, it's rockabilly, psychabilly, sleaze, uh, on par uh, with nothing. I mean, it's just, it stands on its own. It's, it's the dark side of Elvis. It's... Uh, <laughs> It's <clears throat> the demon that lives inside Jerry Lee Lewis's penis. <laughs> uh, All right. So this is one of my favorite <clears throat> tracks of theirs, off of probably my favorite album, uh, Date with Elvis. Uh, the Cramps with the classic, Can Your Pussy Do the Dog? <laughs>
You gotta love any song that ends with cha-cha-cha. Oh, obviously. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, I fucking love the cramps. And, I, and look, I, I know that that's like some hardcore sexual innuendo. Yeah. But I could not tell you what it translates to. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a head scratcher. All right, is it decast time? I believe it is. Uh, I'm so sorry, everyone, ahead of time. Um, luckily, we have uh, Ian here yep. to actually go through with, with what was assigned. <laughs> and I was so, like, fucking proud of it, too. It is, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Uh, I should have... Uh, you know, followed through, but I didn't. So, uh, the, um, assignment was to take the modern classic horror comedy, uh, Zomcom, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> Zomcom. I like that. I, I did not come up with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I wish I could. Um, Shaun of the Dead. Uh, so recast. I don't. I don't know how many. I don't know where you started with the cast. I did not even look it up. I got to be honest. This is this is the worst I've ever felt about not. And it's our first of a new thing, and I feel so bad. Um. So I'll give you this choice. Okay. We can save the decast mm-hmm. for next episode, mm-hmm. and spur of the moment. Pick another movie with a like kind of a small cast to recast off the top of our heads, mm. or we can do the decast, and I'll try and fill in the blanks. Well, I mean, either way, you're kind of in the same position, right? But the first way you would be in my position as well. <laughs> no, I think I'd, I'd rather let's do struggle through the decast. That's what I figured. Yeah. So uh, here we go, Ian's <laughs> decast of Shaun of the Dead. All right, nice. Uh, Recasting the modern classic Shaun of the Dead with all deceased actors. Okay. Now, disclaimer at the beginning here. I'm going to assume that all of the uh, actors that I have here can do a really good British accent. Right. Um, because a lot of these are not British actors. For the first decast, I should, probably should have picked an American film just to make it easier. Yeah, that's all right. Like I said, they're actors. They're good actors. They can do it. You a, seem so cocky. Yeah. Um, the first one I just shit the bed on um i could not think me too of a uh of a uh, um, a dead elderly actress so for barbara uh, sean's mom we're coming to get you barbara that wasn't <laughs> so sean that wasn't simon Pegg. that was me guys but, oh my god and that was nick frost by the way oh it was wasn't yeah. it yeah um, I, I do look a bit like nick frost <laughs> um but uh, I, because I couldn't think of a fucking single other person, I just pick B. Arthur. <laughs> uh, I gotta be honest, I could see it. Yeah. Um, how about Susan Sarandon? I mean, if you want to go kill her real quick. Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. Okay. By yeah. the time this drops. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, elderly. Oh. No. I was going to say Joan Rivers, but she would ham it up way too much. Oh, yeah. Oof. 
Oh, how about um? Oh, I gotta look her up because I'm gonna feel bad if I. Um. Uh, Gene Stapleton is who I'm gonna go with. From Edith from All in the Family. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Gene Stapleton. There you go. I got you, boo. Bay. <laughs> Gene Stapleton's my bay boo. <laughs> is she dead? Hang on, let me make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think she died not long ago, which surprised the shit out of me. Okay. Because you thought she died a lot earlier? Yeah, that's mean to say. Right. It's kind of like when Shirley Temple died not that long ago, and I was like, didn't she die in like the 70s? Yeah. Oh, there she is. Um, yeah, she died two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm going with Gene Stapleton. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so I, uh, next character, uh, Philip. Yeah. Now I thought about going the easy route. Bill Nye. And doing, uh, like Vincent Price or someone like that. And I decided against it. I went with, uh, Roger Reese. Okay. Yeah. Although I would, I might go with Vincent Price. Yeah. Actually. Not because you said that, but that's the first actor that popped into my head. Right. Um. Or Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee would work. Roger Reese is a nice pull. Yeah, I thought so. You'll hear more about him in our Rest in Peace episode at the end of the year. Right. If we made any money of the, out of this, I would feel bad about <laughs> promoting our <laughs> Dead Celebrities episode. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Vincent. I know that's kind of an easy go-to, but yeah, I mean, I, I love Vincent Price. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got... Uh, and it would be interesting to see Vincent Price pull back. Sure. And play a little more, uh, like, less loud. Less maniacal. Yeah. Um, next is uh, Pete. Pete. <laughs> I'll leave him alone. That actor has a really bizarre name. Yeah. It sounds like a bunch of names put together that aren't real. Right. <laughs> I can't remember what... Oh, uh, Pete Serafinowitz. Yep. Yeah. That's the one. Voice of Darth Maul. Okay. That's a fact. All right. Fair enough. <clears throat> Pete. Who do we cast as Pete? I've got uh, Steve McQueen. Ah, <laughs> 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 wow, that's... Ballsy casting. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pete. I'm going to go... I'm going to go with a young Paul Newman. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. That'll work. Along the same lines. Right. Like the good looking, but, yeah. you know, a little too serious, like grow the fuck up type of guy, you know? Yeah. Lee Marvin. <laughs> Jack Lemon. Um, 
Let's see. Um, all right, uh, David. Oh, David. Yeah. Um, I'm really proud of my David, actually. You would be. Yeah, I went with uh, Taylor Negron. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, can't you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Paul Rudd. Good choice. <laughs> uh, Pete. Uh, no, not Pete. Uh, David. Yeah. yeah. Um, played so well by... Um, what's his name? The guy that played Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, the guy that plays David is pretty brilliant. Yeah. He's a stand-up comic. Yeah. He's on... Is he, he in Black Books? He had his own show called Black Books. Yeah. It was fantastic. I can't... I'm blanking on his name. No, I don't know either. Nah. He's Scottish. Dylan Moran. That sounds right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. He's wonderful. Look up his stand-up comedy. <laughs> I'm totally stalling. Yeah. It's okay. Um, why didn't I do this? And this music can't be distracting at all for you either. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank. Who, who, do you, who did you have? Taylor Negron. Oh, that's right. right. Shit. What about... Um... Shit. You, you keep racking your brain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something real quick. <laughs> okay. Um... David. All right. Oh, you know who else could have been good for um, uh, Philip? Hmm. Peter O'Toole. Okay. (laughs) It works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll give you a hint on a on a good idea for uh, um, for David. Kurt Cobain. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Who from the cast of Ghostbusters would be a good David? Oh, Ramus. Yeah. 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 We can pretend like you came up with that by yourself. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, the next one, uh, Diane. I, I went, I'm pleased with my Diane. I think it's a little easy. Um, oh, oh, what was the girl's name? Um, from... She died a few years ago. She was a young actress. Brittany Murphy? Yeah. That's who I chose. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. That's what I'm going with, too. Yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's a good choice. Yeah. Um, I think she's played a few roles that would uh, have prepared her for this. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, Liz. I pulled a deep cut on this one that I'm kind of proud of. Um, Yvonne Craig. Nice. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Very nice. Yeah, it is. Uh, Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> I don't even know if she's still alive or not. I'm not sure if she is either. Um, if she's still alive, she's not long for this world. 
Um, God, it sounds so denigrating that I didn't prepare for this because I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, that chick that was." I'm talking about a dead person, right? Um, because I'm woefully unprepared, and uh, this isn't the best casting, but it's someone, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the reasoning that I, it would have been cool to see her do something outside of what she was known for, okay, to show her chops, sure. Uh, the the girl from that '70s show, the, the older sister who died. Oh, like the method older sister. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I got it. I can't. <laughs> you can't just be it's talking so about dead people and not have their name. Disrespectful to not know the person's name. That's I'm true. So sorry. You should stop being such a dick. Is she even listed in the credits? <laughs> Just look up uh, that 70s show, Dead Actress. I mean, that's like the worst Google search to honor her memory, but it'll probably come up pretty quick. You know, we've got You're one right. one diehard That 70s Show fan in the audience who's like, fucking, it's blank. Lisa Robin Kelly? Sure. Does that sound right? Sure. Laurie? Yep. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. I'm going with Lisa Robin Kelly. I'm so sorry. I feel like such a dick. Well, I'm sure you can knock these last <laughs> two out of the park. Because you had to have at least thought of these at, at some point when you came up with the idea. Uh, Ed. Right. I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing his name, last name correctly, but uh, Rick Dukeman. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think he'd be a good Ed. Uh, you can hear more about Rick Dukeman at our year-end Rest in peace episode. Uh, a party uh, for those now in the afterlife. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with John Belushi. Okay, sure. Hitting the nail on the head, yeah. but <laughs> I want to see it. That's fine. I'm all right with it. Um, and the last, <laughs> I think my pick is, is stretching quite a bit, but I, I still think it would work and I'd love to see it happen. Um, so for Sean, I've got Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. Wow Played by Robert Downey Jr <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that shit I would I totally would um, <laughs> I like the idea of a decast I still love it I, Yeah I didn't do it And I'm struggling right now But I, I think it's fun I think it's a good idea um, Internal monologue Coming out Right uh, Sean Vincent Price <laughs> I'm gonna go with Anthony Perkins Okay Psycho era Anthony Perkins Sure Yeah Alright Why not Sure Anthony Perkins and John Belushi. <laughs> I mean, shit, I've got... I hope this isn't too morbid for the listeners. I hope everybody's having a good time. Come on. I'm sorry, I just second guess. <laughs> I don't know. Will the people who are listening to a horror podcast be <laughs> greatly offended that we're talking about dead people? Um, That's true. I mean, I think that went fairly well, considering. <laughs> considering, yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Um, so there you have it. That's uh, that's Shaun of the Dead with a bunch of dead people. 
Um, if you have a uh, if you have a uh, request for a decast, please send it to webelongdeadpod at gmail dot com, and we'll do it. <laughs> Both of us we'll make time. it happen. Yeah, Kevin. I feel like we should have something else to toss to before we do your pitch. I think so too, actually. Um, is there any segment that we've done that we haven't done in a while or that I forgot about? Well, there's like Kill Mary Fuck, but no one's given us any uh, ideas for well, it. Well, I was thinking something that we tossed to. Oh. Oh, do you have like a. Do you. Since I did the last summer trailer, we could do the handing the torch to a fall and do a good fall. Okay. Uh, trailer. If yeah. You, if you have one in mind. Sure. Let's do the trailer for. Um, Trick or Treat. I was just thinking that. Yeah? The uh, Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne movie? Oh, really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll do that one. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> if I can find it. If you it. can find a trailer yeah, for that me, one, do let it. Let me try to find it. <laughs> the only reason I know that movie exists, because I've never seen it. The only, oh, <laughs> the only reason I know that movie exists is because the video game and uh, movie place I used to work at uh, when I was in college, that was one of those movies that was there for sale the entire time I worked there. Yeah, and I almost picked it up just just for the hell of it. And I, I had wish it I did. at some point. I don't know if I still do or not. It's it's bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, so crushing the dreams of horror fans everywhere. <laughs> uh, the first trailer of our fall season is 1986 <laughs> classic uh, Trick or Treat. Um, enjoy at your own okay. risk. It's body time! Rock and roll will never die. At least not this Halloween. You've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations, right? Yes. I did that by playing a record backwards. You're kidding. Sammy Kerr. He's a rock and roll nightmare. I am a big fan of yours. I've got all your records. Shut up! We are the bay. The bay is you. This message is meant for me. How can you listen to this stuff? What have you done to your stereo? I wanted a new one. Sammy Kerr. His fans won't let him die. He won't let them live. You should be loyal to your hero. Make it turn on you. Like we better check out the party punch. <laughs> 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 Fucking I really want to watch that movie now. It's probably on YouTube in its entirety. I bet it is. <laughs> Rock and roll will never die, Ian. It's true. My good friend uh, Ian Mumford over here. <laughs> Oh, God. Awake my soul, Ian. 
Yep. <clears throat> uh, Off to a good start. It is uh, time for the pitch. It is. Oh, but there was something that I wanted to... Uh... Trick or Treat, 1986, film in its entirety. It's the third uh, option when you search for Trick or Treat, Gene Simmons. An hour and go. 36 minutes long. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. You're right. Take the bullet for us. <laughs> all right, Ian... Oh, uh, yeah, what I was going to... Uh, you're you're going to pitch the new Tales from the Crypt film. Yes. Which I'm looking forward to. But uh, something that I learned from these the special features on the Screen Factory releases that I thought was interesting, there was a three-picture deal mm-hmm. for Tales from the Crypt. They were going to do um, Demon Knight, mm-hmm. Bordello Blood, and a third film. The third film was slated to be Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino's From Dusk Till Dawn. Really? Yeah, but Tarantino wanted too much money. Yeah. So that would have been interesting if that was a Tales from the Crypt Presents. Yeah, but they need to do something else. I mean, you've already got a vampire movie in the right in the three films. Uh, I thought that was interesting, though. I never, oh, knew, sure. I never yeah. knew that that was a, a possibility for From Dusk Till Dawn. And now I like to think about how that could have gone. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm sure uh, Savini would have asked for too much money, too, just because that's Savini, I would, I would think. Yeah. Old Tommy. Yeah. Uh, what do we do? Five? Five minutes. Okay. And actually, I would like to make a change, if I may. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's I, I'd rather uh, I'd rather reboot the show than do a new movie. Okay. Because the pitch I have, I think, would work better in an hour slot than, okay. than a full feature length. So you're gonna, are you pitching one episode? Yeah. Like the, the season premiere. Week. <laughs> Week. All right, well, fuck you. This can be the first movie, all right? <laughs> Get off my dick. You ready? I am. There you go. All right, so, want to uh, revamp Tales from the Crypt. I'd love to. Um, basically, it's pretty much perfect as it is. We're going to... Um, I couldn't agree more. We're not going to tweak the the crypt keeper we're not gonna you know mess around with that it's he's still gonna be the end caps of the film um because he's let's face it he's one of the best parts of the franchise period are we gonna be able to get john kassir to come back to do the voice sure all right we, cool. we've, we've got the money you know he's are you gonna revamp the uh the look at all of the crypt humor i don't think so nothing at all no, i no wouldn't updates. okay would you like I mean, if you want to make it viable, I mean, maybe you want to do something. Like do it CGI instead? No. Okay. No. I like that you stuck to your guns there, kid. Yeah, thanks. All right, <laughs> go on. All right. Four so, minutes. This is kind of a cop-out, but I think this would be the, a really good fit for uh, Tales from the Crypt. If it's a Goldilocks parable, we already heard this a few weeks ago. <laughs> I heard that. It's pretty good. Um... But I actually want to do an adaptation of Joe Hill's short story, Abraham's Boys. Okay. Have you read his uh, short stories collection, 21st Century Ghosts? I have not. Really fucking good. All right. Um, But uh, basically, it's kind of like, did you ever see Frailty? Yes. It's kind of like Frailty, but uh, instead of Bill Paxton as just a random guy 
the father is Abraham Van Helsing. Okay. And it's after the events of Dracula. And these things, at least in his mind, happened. And it's basically him teaching his two young boys the tricks of the trade. And they kind of go along with it. And they're like, oh, it's just this thing that dad goes on and on about. And then when a local woman dies, he takes them to what the children see as desecrate the body. Uh, go in, dig up the grave, put a stake through the heart, cut off the head, put garlic in the mouth, you know, the whole whole nine yards. Um, but the kids aren't really quick on the uptake. They, they think this is fucked up. They think that their father's crazy. And the story is told from the perspective of one of the sons. Mm-hmm. So as the viewer, like, it's fully plausible that this shit obviously didn't happen. And... He is crazy. Right. Um, is there a villain to the story? Yeah, Van Helsing. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of that, like, very overbearing uh, patriarch who is like, this, Two minutes. this is the way of the world. This is what I need to teach you to survive. If not, you're not going to have an easy life. Like, we're you're going to be punished until you see the light type of scenario. Okay. Um and uh, I'm gonna put a little twist on it because in the story, there are there are no vampires. Like mm-hmm. it's never cleared up as to whether Van Helsing is actually batshit insane. Excuse the unintentional pun, um, or not. Um, and uh, but in the story, they end up the children actually turn on their father because they're like he, he's gonna kill somebody. Like mm-hmm. he's gonna think someone's a vampire fucking put a stake through their heart and kill them. And we can't let that happen. So, uh, through a series of events, they actually take out um, their father. Now, my twist on it, because I think it's more fitting for Tales from the Crypt, is that One um, they do the deed, and they bury the body, and of course, they keep it a secret. They don't let anyone know. And then, um, about six months later, uh, they're visited in the night by uh, a vampire. Um, not Dracula level, but but an, an elder, you can tell. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been around for a while. He may even go into a little soliloquy about his vampirism. And he thanks the boys for taking out their greatest enemy and then proceeds to murder them. Nice. That doesn't happen in the book? No. That should happen in the book. Yeah. That's a really good ending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have a car- an actor in mind for Van Helsing? We're not going with Hugh Jackman again. We tried that. Right. I mean, when he was a werewolf, he still had long hair. That was cool, right? Um, for Van Helsing, this is our, this has obviously been done, but whenever I see Van Helsing or read about Van Helsing... Mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins always pops into my head. Right. I mean, granted, he was he was Van Helsing in uh, Coppola's uh, Dracula, yeah. but I think if we can get him, which I think we can at this point, um, I think he would be the best best choice. How old are the sons? We'll say one is uh, one's younger. Uh, let's say he's like nine, and the other one is. 
So we can just cast some kids. Yeah. Have yeah. a casting call. Right. We were thinking about maybe going with Stephen McCaddy for Van Helsing. Okay. Is that something that you can bend on? Yeah. I think we can make that happen. Right. Is there any anything at all that you would change about the show? The opening? The... Yeah, I mean, the theme, maybe get like a new band to update the theme. Right, I, and, and that, I think that's the uh, that's the word there is update because mm-hmm. we don't want to change it, but maybe put like some, you know, make it look a little more modern. Um, you know, like you said, have a different band do the same theme. You know, people are going to bitch and moan about it being a remake, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, hopefully it'll do well and we can uh, revamp the uh, TV series. And with TV being what it is, it doesn't even need to be on HBO anymore. That's true. I mean, true. it could be on AMC. Or we could go straight to Netflix. Or it could be an IFC original. Yeah. You know? Well, let me run it past Joel Silver. Okay. But I think he's going to be all right with it. Yeah. Um... We're happy to have you on board. Oh, good. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tales from the Crypt. How obvious was it that I was heading out to, <laughs> to hit that at the right moment? Uh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Fucking A. I don't want to read that story, but I, I wanted to have that ending. Yeah. How does it feel to have come up with a better ending to a short story than the guy that wrote it? I'm okay with it. Yeah. And how would you feel about Joe Hill... Writing and directing Maximum Overdrive Part 2. I would be completely down for that. It would make sense, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he's not. I want him to redo the trailer. Yeah. Like the same way. No, a remake. Yeah. Not a sequel. I want to re- how, about a, how about a reimagining? Oh, Christ. Uh, I don't know how to put my case back on my That phone. would be great, though, if we could do that and have him do the same trailer as Stephen King and like do his best dad impression. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> Cause God knows no one at scares that care would do it. Looking at you, Rob, get some salt. Uh, they never even heard of it. That's what bothered me. I think the only one in the I audience was so who proud knew of that. was uh Lombardo. Yeah. Shockingly, he didn't do it. Um, well, that's going to just about do it for us. Uh, Successful return, I would say. Sure. A little over two hours is pretty good for us. Um, Happy October. We're going to yeah. hit you every week. And uh, be sure to keep your eyes and ears open for the big announcement for uh, We Belong Dead's uh, first in what will become an annual Halloween spookfuckular. The crossover of two Dispatches from the Weird podcast. That's all we're going to tell you right now. I'll give you another hint next week. Yeah. And um, five-star reviews are good. Uh, we need them. It's our new outro song, by the way, in case anyone didn't know. I was wondering if we are going to get through an episode without hearing this song. Never again. Reggie B and the Jez Whalen do- your doggies. Never um, forget. I love you, Reggie Bannister. Um, send us your stuff, man, your comments, your requests. Like like we said, we're putting together a bag of swag, and and if you give us some, if you give us a cool idea or a cool topic, we'll we'll send you out something cool. Uh, it's we belong dead pod at gmail dot com. Dispatches from the weird on uh, um, Facebook. 
And on iTunes, uh, you can search We Belong Dead. We'll come up under Dispatches from the Weird. Uh, support all the Dispatches podcasts. They're all great. Uh, on Instagram, I'll be doing my uh, hopefully at least semi-successful uh, quote-unquote art sale <laughs> to benefit Scares That Care. Oh, anything else, Ian? Where can people find you? Are you going to ever start using Instagram? Uh, I'll post a picture tonight once we do our uh, coaster selfies. Oh, yeah. we got to do that. I forgot. Um, the coasters that could be yours will have touched our noses. Yeah. <laughs> and or mouths. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter um, at IMM1987. And I mentioned this before. I don't really use either of them very much. Yeah. But if you uh, tag me in something, shout me out. I'll be I'll be sure to respond. Yeah, uh, and thanks so much. I, I I feel like I don't say it enough, but thank you so much for inviting us into your ears and your greasy little hearts every week. <laughs> uh, we hope you dig it, and we hope you hit that share button on Facebook or wherever you see us posted. Spread us around, um, and uh, let's what the take back horror. I don't know. <laughs> uh, do that if you want, but always make sure to uh, raise a glass uh, to a new world of gods and monsters. Have you seen-